Mm. But man, Zach, that sounds more like a cat ass trophy. <laughs> I'm shorter okay. walk that time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. But it was fun. What, Did you get it? Because it's a cat ass. And they have asses. Because uh-huh. yeah. yeah. cats do have butts. I'm familiar. <laughs> Hashtag um, cats have butts. Turns out most things do, except for that one jellyfish with the transient anus. Oh, transient anus is a very yeah. Cool the the argument that these scientists are making is that this like deep sea uh, jellyfish only has a butthole when it wants to, and just seals it up otherwise. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Wish I could do that. <laughs> I mean, oh, it only has a butthole when it wants to. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> No, look uh, it up. This is an actual thing. I believe you. Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Faking Movies. Uh, I am Lee. I'm joined by my dear friend, Seth, who is... <laughs> Thirsty boy. Yeah, chugging chugging those Diet Cokes oh, in a, my in a very distressing manner. Yeah, the aspartame's just ripping them all apart. Oh, they are so You tall. know, but the thing is that I've had so much Diet Coke in my life that all of the aluminum in the aspartame will mean that my brain will last forever. Oh, that's fun. Ooh. So I'm, Ooh. I'm ostensibly immortal. Really? Yeah, can we... So you know my, my guess is in a good... 12 years we're going to be able to upload our bodies into the internet and and, and just yeah. shed our, shed our human forms yeah okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being i'm being conservative zach i'm thinking more like four but you know you yeah. can't really okay. yeah all right yeah bees boss uh, is at the helm who knows anything's possible <laughs> oh, so so we could have you like hooked up to a supercomputer like uh like zola and um in Winter Soldier. You know, yeah. we've all seen Terminator. What do you think's going to happen if you hook Seth's brain up to a supercomputer? Yeah, that's <laughs> like a... Oh, no. <laughs> I don't see that going very well for humanity as a whole. Yeah. No. I mean, it's their own fault. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> of, of course, also, you, you have heard my dear friend Zach uh, chime in with his very good uh, uh, warnings about the future. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Spectre of future past, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So if I guess if any of us, we should we should power rank this real quick. Who would be least trustworthy uh, brain to run a Skynet? I guess we answered it with with Seth. I'm but like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But who's 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 next? Like, I feel like Zach would be the most benevolent. Yeah, I just be my brain would just be drunk all the time, so it would just like do nothing. Yeah, I feel like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Lee would be like. Uh, so chaotic that like we wouldn't yeah. be able to predict it like i'm predictably evil zach <laughs> is predictably benign yeah and lee is just predictably oh, chaotic yeah, yeah yeah you would you would just make the the entire human race carry out your bizarre experiments like everyone has to open up a restaurant where it's just all pictures of seth face for instance yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just doesn't scale very well i think <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you guys I wanted to remake the movie Gattaca? 
Um, oh no, you didn't closer. tell us yeah. about this, but interesting yeah. idea. Uh, a friend of the show, Eva, was was talking this one through with me, and it's I I have never seen it. I kind of know what it's about. I have a feeling that it's about um, <laughs> Gattaca is about like good genes. So like, yeah. Why aren't have... you faking this movie? <laughs> well, he, he already knows. As yeah, I mean, that's you. the whole, yeah. it's eugenics basically. Yeah. So like, it's a movie where we like we we transform all of like all the the mothers in the society are like going to gene therapy so they could give birth to Seths. Because, oh. Yeah. oh, that is ah. not a good idea. And that's the cold <laughs> open of the movie. And then as we get into it, it's like a society of Seths. So like... What a rich mm-hmm. universe that would that, be. Yeah. That sounds real bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even like me. Like, We wouldn't even have to like Photoshop the restaurant pictures, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> this is, and then we go to the bank and we tell them, have we got a restaurant idea for you? We're going to remake Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, that's less weird than your last one, but still get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do your restaurant ideas always start with remaking a movie? Where's the connection? Connection. Um, we don't even give loans for 126 million dollars. <laughs> it's uh, it's big night this time. We're remaking big ah, night. There's a connection. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would eat at big night. Yeah. Uh, Babish mm-hmm. made that bizarro thing. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. It was one of his early episodes. Yeah, yeah. it was quite the undertaking. Um, a friend of mine has been on a date with Babish's former roommate. Whoa. Uh-huh. How was that? It was a real space ballsy way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said that like halfway through the date, she realized like I've seen you on YouTube, haven't I? Mm. Um, <laughs> and you know it was like, oh yeah, he, he was all right. Mm. Okay. I don't think they ended up going on a second date. Okay. So. Well. Yeah. Anyway, check out. Uh, <laughs> speaking of of the internet, mm. check out our website. Check out our Instagram. <laughs> check out our Twitter. So. Faking movies for all your idiots. That's it. For <laughs> yeah, all your for idiots. All your yeah. idiots yeah. Full for all your idiots. So, uh, Zach is faking the movie this week. Uh, Zach, what are you doing? I got The In-Laws, starring the... old people. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, cast Ooh. is Peter Falk, Alan mm. Arkin, uh, Richard Gooftown Libertini, Ed Begley Jr., and James Hong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All old, all men. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Makes, yeah. makes it pretty hard to write a movie script, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I don't know, the 70s called, and uh, well, yeah. that's pretty much every movie. Yeah, I was going to say, do <laughs> you remember a little movie called Tin Men? Because I did. Oh, sure enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was able to write a movie out of that, although that you guys did give, me, you did give me a, a female cast member. No, so. I didn't remember. Are anyway, there any yeah. female cast members in this movie, or is it truly just men? Uh, they're they're there. They're I mean, and they're not like not notable. Well, with a no, with a thing called two. the in laws, you think there'd be some couples of the well, male so female persuasion. It's just that the the female uh, characters in the movie are played by people who are not like famous, oh. so you wouldn't have recognized their yeah. names. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I had one failed idea. Um, they were mm-hmm. all going to be lawyers, so they were in law. Get it. Uh, oh, okay. I like and that. Then I like that also, they were the in crowd of the lawyer community, and so it was going to be like Mean Girls for old white guys. I was just going to say Ooh. Mean Girls for old white guys, but yeah. that's basically 
all of Most society. Movies. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's a little too real. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like my private school friend's dad's growing up, and I went like, nah, that, I don't want to do it. No. Yeah, I'm just, no it turns out they're all real catty. I don't know why they hate the gays so much. Cause... Boy, do they, though. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like Richard Branson and uh, fucking uh, Rupert Murdoch, like <laughs> having, a, like Richard Branson is the, is the um, uh, Queen Bee. Uh, no, no. Uh, Murdoch is the Queen Bee. He's the oh, Regina George. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, and Richard Branson is the Katie. Um, so I like that casting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I, let's go to the bank right now. Have I got a restaurant <laughs> idea for you? What's the restaurant? Doesn't matter. We'll figure that part out. <laughs> We're remaking Mean Girls with a bunch of old billionaire assholes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, all right. So I, I do have a real thing. Um, okay. As is customary. Um, so Bill Gates would be Gretchen Wieners. Oh, uh, Bill was always the weird one in that group. What he'd about to... what about Bezos? Oh no, he'd be the An- he'd be the Amanda Seyfried one. Bill oh, Gates would sure. be. Yeah. yeah. Who who's who? What rich guy would have the the dad who invented toaster strudel? What rich guy right now Bezos. has a dad who made yeah. money? Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> okay. Maybe Bezos uh, is the Gretchen Wieners of the group. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, we hit the ground running in Meteoris. In a hospital where someone wakes up from a brief coma after some traumatic car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing some additional casting because, again, I found it very difficult to write a movie with old old white guys. <laughs> um, this person is Linda Cardellini for age sake. Oh, um, good. Nice. I, All right. I also very Wait. much like her. When, when, what do you mean by for age sake? Like if it was modern day, she, she's now like in her late 30s. Let's say, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking all these people are like actually, yeah. I assume this movie is older, but I was thinking of it in like sort of modern times, and she okay. she could plausibly be the child of one of these. Yeah, so you're thinking okay. of Alan okay. Alan Arkin, uh, a la Little Miss Sunshine era, or right what? where he's mm-hmm. full grandpa age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, so um, our main character, who is also not an old, is her boyfriend. I the best I could come up with was Matt Lillard, I think, because of Scooby Doo. Unfortunately, um, oh yeah. yeah, they're both in Scooby Doo. Yeah, right. and I just really like Matt Lillard, uh, and he has. Well, a, you've been watching Good Girls, and he's in that, right? Yes, yes, he is in that. He plays the dad, and is like not funny. Yeah, he's got a lot of range, which I think is good for this. Yeah, he surprised me with the amount of range he had in that show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, they haven't been dating very long, and he's somewhat unsure of what to do in this uh, situation. Um, so he sits by her side, comforting her and reassuring her. Uh, suddenly, Alan Arkin and Ed Begley Jr. stride in and immediately latch on to Linda, comforting her as well. Uh, Matt is a bit confused because he has no idea who these people are, um, so he looks to Linda for some sort of indication. Um, mm-hmm. She, too, apparently uh, appears confused um, and then just straight up asks them who they are. Uh, somewhat shocked, they exclaim, oh, God, it must be worse than you thought. Uh, we are your dads. Um Oh, it's a what? My Two Dads. All right. My Two Dads. Wait, yes. is it a My Two Dads 51st Dates? Uh, I guess sort of. That wasn't the plan, but yeah, it turns out, yeah. Wow, sandbox. Um, so, <laughs> oh, sure <laughs> enough. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man, we try to climb out, and it just keeps pulling us back. Oh, no, it's a regular quicksand. <laughs> I was going to hey. say that. Yay, 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 yay. All right, so back to this. Yikes. Back to the quick sandbox. Yes. Uh, so confronted with his in-laws uh, at this admittedly trying and somewhat awkward moment, uh, Matt is a bit confused, but he moves on somewhat quickly. Um, he realizes Linda, in fact, never mentioned her parents, a detail that now only or only now seems strange. 
Um, we do a bunch of catching up, and Linda is a bit shaken up by not remembering her parents or her past, um, but understanding mm-hmm. uh, is understanding given her current circumstances, having just woken up from a coma. Right. Um, James Hong, her doctor, uh, finally comes in and shoos everyone away, citing her need to rest. Um, as mm-hmm. they're all leaving, Matt catches James, the doctor, and inquires as to the whole memory loss thing. Um, given that she does remember him, he's just sort of confused. Um, James right. indicates that memory loss can be very selective, and it certainly happens that people sort of, you know, miss mm-hmm. chunks and not others. Um, so we go through a bunch of the obvious motions. Linda finally returns home, and Matt stops by uh, frequently to check on her. Alan and Ed seem to be stopping by quite a bit as well, uh, also to check in. Um, certainly more involved than they ever were previously, based on Matt's sort of experience. Are they criminals? Well, it certainly leaves the door open for that possibility, doesn't okay. it? <laughs> well, you're making an old guy movie in the 2000s, and traditionally, like in the last 10 years, has there been an old guy movie that's not about crime? It does I seem did, to happen I a did lot. watch The Old yeah. Man and the Gun uh, on an airplane recently, and that oh, was Robert. I heard that was pretty good. It was it was a little plotting, but it wasn't too bad. Like, Who's I mean, it's one? got Robert Redford being, like, so charming, so, like, who cares? Oh, he turns sure. out he's still got he's it. He's still got it, man. <laughs> Oh dear, he'll never be your Newman, but he'll no, be your Redford. Uh, no, no, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Um, okay, so here's where we skip a bunch of the middle parts where they yep. reconnect, and Linda sort of relearns all of her life's history, and everything seems mm-hmm. okay for the time being. Um, Linda's health is weirdly deteriorating, despite all of the work she's been putting in to get better. Um, one day she's having an extra bad headache, so her and Matt head back to the hospital just to get everything checked out. Um, they admit her to do some additional tests, and both Linda and Matt notice that they're sharing a room with the same guy as they were last time. Uh, he wakes up, and we realize it's Richard Libertini doing some sort of weird racist caricature. Yeah, hey. that's what he does. Hey, yeah. hey! <laughs> can't, can't, can't miss that part. Um, so he's super surprised to see them, and immediately starts rambling, getting way ahead of himself. Uh, we then find out in very quick succession um, that after they left, Peter Falk showed up looking for his estranged daughter when the hospital called him. Uh, Richard, exp- Richard explains to uh, both of them um, that, oh, sorry, explains to uh, Peter Falk that uh, Linda left with her whole family. Obviously surprised by this, Peter asks Richard to describe what they looked like and then went running out of the room as soon as he heard the news. Ooh. Oh, it's his old, like, crime, crime buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's then revealed. Oh, I bet they have some loot stash somewhere and they're trying to, like. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. um, it's kind of hard not to Goonies this one up. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> So uh, it's then revealed that Alan and Ed were old family friends um, before Linda was even born, um, and they had come to pretend to be her family, thinking that she was unlikely to recover from this initial accident, and they could take the massive inheritance that she was left when her mother, her only real family, had passed. Um, the tests come back, and it seems that she's been poisoned. Uh, we find oh, out shit. that when she did pull through, <laughs> it's really hard to ignore that inside. <laughs> um uh, we find out that when she did pull through, uh, they commenced poisoning her when they were coming over to, like, fake take care of her. Aw, um, those douchebags. Ed Bagley Jr. from that one episode yeah, of Voyager. Talks... I expected better of you. <laughs> he, well. he talks a big game about loving the environment, but then he goes ahead and poisons a lady. Yeah. Like, come on. It's, yeah. a, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's a certain branch of, like, post-humanism that basically, ex- like, extols uh, that you should, like, in order to save the Earth, we should eliminate humanity and all sorts yeah, of stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's, I, I've, seen, I've seen the Dan Brown movie Inferno. Like, <laughs> is that what oh, that man. is? I, I <laughs> and, and or uh, Infinity Wars. <laughs> so oh, yeah. The <laughs> it's basically the same story, yeah, isn't it? It's pretty huh. much the same thing. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Um, 
so with the police and Peter's help, uh, they orchestrate a sting to catch them red-handed because uh, the, our two criminals don't know that they've been had yet. Um, and we end up uh, with Linda having reconnected with her actual dad and our two criminals having been caught. So Okay. That's can we uh, can I just ask you when he when we get that uh, Richard Libertini explaining that Peter Falk came in mm-hmm. looking for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, can can we see it in a flashback where he's questioning the doctor and then he's about to leave and he turns around and goes one more thing one more thing. <laughs> I mean yeah that seems I mean, obvious yes I'm necessary <laughs> yeah full yeah. Columbo yep, yep, yeah yep. seems good <laughs> so that's uh, okay. that's the whole jams yeah okay I like the I like the direction you took that mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I've been trying to do mysteries lately because they seem more fun, but it's kind of hard to have like a good reveal or something yeah, that isn't have like... A, like a good twist. Yeah, yeah and then true. you get to the end and you're like, oh shit, it's the Goonies, or like it's always something else. Huh? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think a lot of like it's Sherlock especially... Holmes. Oh yeah, especially like re... well yeah, hey uh, zero effect mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, I got it right that time. <laughs> hey, you did. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of like mystery movies that I've seen in the last few years, especially they like have like, oh my god, what a twist ending because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not obviously leading up to it; it just like hits yeah, you in the I, face I, at fifteen minutes left. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen like a a good recent mystery that like has both a surprising turn of events mm-hmm. that also f- makes sense for what the story was building to. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you you see the road that brought you here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I remember one, uh, the last days of disco, uh, <laughs> Lee version. Yeah. I, certainly. Yes. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was both a twist and, uh, and built up to. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, what's, what's, so what's that's not thing? to say there aren't good mystery writers out there. Cause there really are mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, but true. yeah, it's just in the movies. It's just people don't try Mm -hmm. you know uh it's not really a mystery uh but uh uh, david wong's john dies at the end series are all pretty like it's it's more you know horror but like Mm -hmm. the the reveals it's all a mystery up until a certain point and so you're trying to figure it out and it's actually really well done but it is horror and very very gross but it's very like very well done i think i like those i uh my partner recently started reading a bunch of Tana French books, um, and I read one of them. And I, I also I would recommend that hmm. for uh, the one I read anyway. The ending makes perfect sense for the story, but is such like a upsetting thing that it it feels like a twist at the same time. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. So there's some good mystery writers out yeah, there. Turns out, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not. In, yeah. So yeah. anyway, Zach, uh, this movie. Yeah. Uh, the in law. I'm going to guess it's much more straightforward. <laughs> I, you'd be wrong. Oh. It's not straightforward at all. I actually. was really yeah. surprised, actually. Um, so this huh. is a 1979 film. Ah, uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so on the eve of their children's marriage, NYC in law Sheldon Cornpit and Vince Ricardo embark on a series of misadventures involving the CIA, the Treasury Department, and a Central American dictator. <laughs> Oh, heavens. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Guess who plays the Central American dictator? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be our, our racist friend himself, old yeah. Dick Libertini. <laughs> yeah, it's Richard Libertini. It sure <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Very fun. Oh, boy. Uh, would, would you like uh, a little bit a little bit more in-depth? Yeah, Zach? certainly. Uh, I, is this comedy or is this, like, serious? It's comedy. It's it be is comedy. a comedy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With these people, um, that would mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so actually, uh, this is one of probably one of my dad's top five favorite movies. Oh. So I have seen it. 
conservatively 150 times. Oh, one of these again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so uh, Alan Arkin is the dentist, Sheldon. Um, mm. His daughter is about to marry Peter Falk's son. Uh, and Peter Falk is like an absentee father mostly, mm-hmm. but he's he's like been around more often now that his son's a little older and he's getting ready to retire. And they're all going to meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has these crazy fucking stories about working for the State Department and... Uh, he talks about being in like Central American villages and watching giant flies carry children away to their deaths. And, yeah, like, just... and then he like lost his notebook or something, so that he and his, uh, he, his camera, he... so he couldn't like actually, you know, substantiate his, he... any of these stories. Oh, the film, Robert. the film that he took of these things happening, were in a suit that he had Martinized. That was his mm-hmm. Martinized Is mm-hmm. that... dry clean. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I see. <laughs> Um, so while this is all going on, the movie actually, uh, starts, like, has a little bit of a cold open, uh, where a treasury truck gets robbed. Um, and so if you remember the armored truck robbery from Heat, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like that, except this one only takes two minutes and is done efficiently and, um, (laughs) not like a bunch of assholes. Okay. Would have saved them a lot of trouble. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Um... (laughs) So what it was was uh, uh, Peter Falk's character had some gangsters steal some uh, engraving plates from the treasury, um, ah. and he's uh, he's got them in his office locked up, but he hides one in Alan Arkin's house. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, why would you? So now them that, up? that seems dumb. <laughs> well, he he didn't want them all together in case the the criminals came after, him. or oh, in case okay, he was sure. betrayed by somebody or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, yeah, okay. So then we get into like the real craziness because we go to Alan Arkin's like doing his dentist thing and, and Peter Falk shows up and he like loops him into these crazy adventures. He asks him to go to his office and like get the get this briefcase out of his safe, which is behind a picture of President Kennedy. Mm, and it's fun. an autograph picture that says, hey, we really tried. Thanks a lot. And it was <laughs> turns out it was the Bay of Pigs. Oh, he was. Yeah. He's like, I orchestrated the Bay of Pigs. It didn't work out. Like, <laughs> you know, whoops. you try your best. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because it turns out he's actually a deep cover CIA agent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, or so he claims, you know, like, or so he claims actually. He, yeah. Well, yeah. That oh. he claims to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he gets shot at by these gangsters. They end up like in a high speed chase, kind of through New York, yeah. um, through Manhattan in taxi cabs while being shot at. So normal, yeah. normal New York stuff. Yeah. Very normal plausible. comedy movie and New York stuff. Yep, yep, um, yep. I think just also, normal New York stuff. Have you ever been to New York? <laughs> not in a long hey. time. Hey. hey, fucking Giuliani. Oh. Um, <laughs> so uh david pamer is the cab driver yeah, uh which is pretty cool uh, i had forgotten and maybe i just didn't know who david pamer was last time i saw this movie but it caused me to erupt in my living room <laughs> with chance of david pamer <laughs> yeah so love that enthusiasm yep. yeah i love you david pamer hope you're doing good i think about him sometimes i wonder if he's happy <laughs> that's very kind of you he's yeah. one of my favorite character actors you know sure sure um <laughs> while this is going on uh uh, Alan Arkin's wife finds the plate that uh, that Peter Falk hid in the house, and she goes to the bank to like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And the Treasury Department takes her back to her house because they're like, what's your uh, husband involved in, ma'am? And and uh, he gets back home, and then he sees the government there, and this is after Peter Falk was like, the government doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm trying to stop a Central American dictator from uh, 
over causing high inflation to destroy the world monetary system. Yeah. So the dictator was going to steal this and like print a shitload of money and Yes, like, exactly. So cuz he's already cuz he's already stolen like uh like French, German, British, uh-huh. all kinds uh-huh. of yeah. He's already stole the stolen the plates for all of these other major monetary units. S- Okay. So Peter Falk says that his plan was uh, he took to the CIA this plan where we steal our plates first and contact him mm-hmm. and then we can use it as a sting operation. They're like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, I'm out on my own on this one. Uh, like, so if yeah. I get caught, I'm just going to jail. Like, I've got no backup. Yeah. So Alan Arkin gets home and he sees all these government cars and he fucking peels out and he ends up in a, uh, getting chased by the government mm-hmm. through the New Jersey suburbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes into like a, a like a 20 minute paint your car place and they paint a bunch of flames on it and he freaks out, mm-hmm. and, you cool. know, yes, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Calls Peter Falk, who's at home having a barbecue, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, hey, listen, I have to do some business in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Meet me at this airfield in New Jersey, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll have a few hours to straighten this out. So they get on the plane, and James Hong is the one of the pilots. Yeah. Um, and he apparently improved all of his interactions with Alan Arkin. Whoa, um, okay. And the game they were doing was Alan Arkin at this point in the movie... I'll talk about this after the summary. Mm-hmm. His reactions in this movie are I love. Yeah, um, he does a good job. But at, okay. at this point, he is just completely silent, stone-faced, like not even showing any emotion at anything. And apparently James Hong was improving all of his things he was doing in this scene to try to crack to Alan Arkin him? up. Oh. And he's like, yeah, That's he's very like, and I, could, I couldn't do it. He was too good. Like, <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was like um, talking in Chinese and doing all the flight attendant stuff and oh, all sorts shit. of stuff, making was... jokes about American actresses while doing it, mm-hmm. and like, nice. yeah, it was, um, it was very good. You know, yeah, I very yeah. much enjoyed it. Sounds fun. Uh, so you know, uh, Alan Arkin falls asleep on this plane ride, and he opens his eyes, and they're flying over the ocean, mm. which leads to a line from this movie that I say often, which out of context makes no sense. It's over the ocean to Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Um. Yep. It's very specific. <laughs> yep. And that's when he finds out that we are going to go to Scranton, but first we have to go to this little Central American island off the coast of ah. Honduras oh, okay. uh, <laughs> to do this sting operation. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So they get there and they land and then immediately they're, they're like, contact they're in the straight up shot to death. Like right yeah. above them. <laughs> yeah. The contact is like, Vince, how are you? Shot dead. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. So they have to like get away, and they have to get the the engraving plates and the money and all this stuff. It's in and this scene that is the first time I've ever seen in a film somebody just yelling serpentine over and over and over again. <laughs> As in, like, so if do you've a ever seen that pattern, like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So if you've ever seen that in a comedy where people are yelling for someone to serpentine, yeah, yeah. it's it's from it's this from movie. This. Cool. It's yeah, That's so fun. it's pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it, it's it's especially it's good when Shelly, Shelly, Serpentine, Serpentine, Shelly, Serpentine. <laughs> uh, and Peter Falk is gonna go get the case, whatever they need, and then Alan Arkin's like, "Wait, no, I'll go." He goes, "But they're shooting." He goes, "But if you get shot and I'm here alone, I'm fucked. <laughs> but if I just get shot and die, then whatever." Like, <laughs> sure. I like yeah, I like his yeah. fatalistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he goes through some some very violent emotional swings throughout this <laughs> this yeah. part of the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they end up at a hotel, and they've been followed by the bad guys, obviously, and they get in touch with the Generalissimo, who they're supposed to sell the plates to. Yep. Yep. 
And then they end up in a car chase with the people coming after them. A lot of car chases. Uh, yeah, a lot of car yeah. chases. <laughs> there are, yeah. Uh, before that happened, uh, uh, Alan Arkin calls the American Embassy secretly. Yeah. And it's Ed Begley Jr. is there. And Ed Begley uh, tells him, oh, yeah, he's got kicked out of CIA years ago because he's crazy. Like, um, you, you like, don't say. Yeah, that guy is just, Peter Falk is just a crazy asshole. Totally. And so, yeah. like... Yeah, and then Peter Falk has like tells him, of course they told you that because oh. they don't know who you are. They have to like protect their their asset. And... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So there's a lot of uncertainty throughout this whole film whether yeah. or not anyone is who they say they are. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty pretty uh, cool actually. I enjoy, yeah. especially in a comedy. Fun. Like it's it. This is mm-hmm. more of like a, a like if you, you could rewrite this script as a drama, you definitely sure. could. Yeah, it yeah. would basically be Tinker Tailor, Tailor Soldier Spy, but oh. like yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so they end up at the Generalissimo's palace, and uh, this is when Alan Arkin like has his one of his his emotional uh, snaps, ah. where he goes from being just like completely in shock and like emotionless to he gets into it, ah. like he 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 yeah. So Richard Livertini does his crazy ethnic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really funny in this one because mm. it's not about him being a weird Central American guy. It's, just it's him about being a him weirdo, like a, a weirdo, super weirdo. Like he wants yeah, okay. to replace his nation's flag with like a big titty lady on it. <laughs> yeah, right. it's it's okay. it's a he he has an art collection, yeah. and it's all black velvet paintings, uh, well, mostly painted. of naked women. Yeah, naked women and tigers mostly. Yeah. Okay. This guy fucks. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he replaces he wants to replace his country's flag with a picture of him with a naked woman. Uh-huh. Um, and he blames the church yeah. for the reason it's not flying at the UN right now. Um, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah. He also uh, when they're about to go in the room, Peter Falk uh, warns him warns Alan Arkin not to mention his scar. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, which happens. He immediately mentions it, and then they drop the joke. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Which is great because he has a giant Z on the side of his face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Zorro like came Zorro in and cut him up. Right. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, he but, does that. Uh, he does that hand puppet thing. Where the Senor like, Wences hand puppet. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's all right, and he's just like talking, <laughs> and he like yeah. forces everybody to kiss his hand, and like, yeah. his hand is like in the middle. They're having a conversation, and suddenly he's like. Mr. Yokiro Aqua Fria. Yokiro. He runs some cold water and he pours water into his hand. Oh my god. Okay, so South Park very famously did yeah, this. With exactly. the yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Jen thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea that Which was I had no idea. Completely ripped off. Yeah. Okay, well, so there was a famous um I don't know if he was a comedian or what from like the 50s or 60s who had a a hand drawn puppet named Senor Wences. Mm. And this is a parody of that. Oh. And this is this is Senor Pepe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he's like, Senor Pepe, do you like this man? Oh, see, si, he very nice. And you know, <laughs> uh-huh. he kisses him and he's like, "Oh, control yourself." And he's, you know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. This is so uh, and when massively he pours... over the top in these contexts. Like, this yeah. is so yeah, 70s yeah. comedy. It's wonderful. Well, yeah. When he pours the entire pitcher of water through his hand, that's the point in which Alan Arkin s- stops being in shock. And he's just holding on to his face, <laughs> staring at them. And then from then on, he is like... He's totally into it. Yeah, they're okay. sitting outside having dinner with this guy. And he's complimenting him on the food and how his, his, uh, his guards are singing really good. And like... Weird. All right. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> totally so, nuts. <laughs> so then the generalissimo turns on them and he's like yo yeah, yeah you know you're gonna go in front of the firing squad um <laughs> but but imagine 
Imagine all the good work you did to destroy the world's economic system. Oh, sure. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the CIA does show up and saves them. Yeah, okay. Um, I, yeah, seems like the likely outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The secret is, though, uh, so Peter Falk asked for $10 million in a, a briefcase and then two stacks of $5 million separate that each of them are going to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And they only turn over $10 million to the CIA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they leave and they arrive just in time for the wedding and they give their kids each a million dollars and they hire a fucking symphony orchestra to play at the wedding and they get lowered in by a helicopter yeah. and like it's, you know, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they Fun. get away with it because even yeah, like sure. um, Peter Falk's old boss like shows up at the wedding is like, how could you not invite me? Oh, um, Fun. Yeah. That sounds like. Oh, a there's a really great like bit of very quiet physical comedy in that scene because he had. So they're with. Uh, Alan Arkin's daughter and he had just given her this envelope with a million dollars in it mm. and then Ed Bagley Jr. comes in and does this bit where he pretends to be mad at them and then he's like oh you invited me to the wedding and he yeah. thought they were talking about the money the whole time yeah. oh. and he's like oh by the way the boys at the office chipped in and got you this it's a $50 savings bond they go oh like make a big deal out of it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she goes oh I'll put it in this envelope for safekeeping and as she's doing it Alan Arkin just looks dead ahead and like shoves her hand down <laughs> as she's <laughs> Fun, fun. <laughs> yeah. This is a really dumb, fun movie. Yeah, it is. Sounds it's, it. It's, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, very cool. I've got a little uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Seth, do you have any specific things you wanted to talk about? No, I really, I really don't. Or? Like, we, I talked about most of the, like, the Serpentine moment was pretty fun <laughs> for me. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. all of, all of um, uh, uh, Peter Falk's, like, ridiculous-ass stories at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that, I told you this while I was watching it. I don't know if distance or time or what has made me realize that my relationship with my father is roughly the dinner scene at the beginning of this movie (laughs) where whenever we're in a room together, he is just telling these insane lunatic stories (laughs) while I'm staring straight ahead, just silently fact checking him over (laughs) and over and over again, just just dead panning like mm-hmm. oh is that what happened huh <laughs> um and i never realized that that was the relationship <laughs> that I had with my dad so it's, it's the same relationship you have with strange old guy at a bar that won't shut the fuck up mm-hmm. it's exactly yeah that except thing. like except like you know more more there's more heart there oh yeah there's more love yeah. yeah yeah but it's just like why are we doing this that like you don't have to make all this shit up like what are we doing <laughs> yeah just tell a normal story yeah <laughs> It also made me realize that, like, the only person I think in my life that I am a straight man for is my father. Oh, yeah, sure. right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every other relationship I have, I am the yeah, not the straight man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the crazy Peter Falk, and I know I got that from him. Well, and I, and I, I love you, Dad. We're recording thing, this yeah. a week before Father's Day. Oh, I love you, Dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Huh. <laughs> Very fun. Oh, boy. Um, um, what was the behind-the-scenes stuff? Well, yeah, so I, I was going to mention, too, I really love um, especially Alan Arkin's performance in this. Yeah, it's very good. It does sound so, like he was sort of all over the place, yeah. Well, so it, it sounds like the description we gave it definitely would, I think, makes it sound like it's all over the place just because of, uh, you know, not getting to see it play out. Sure, sure. Um, but I, I actually, I, I like noticed watching it this time, so his performance goes like kind of seamlessly from 
these like a bunch of different emotions when interacting with Peter Falk. So at the start, he goes from just total quiet annoyance. Mm -hmm. And that shifts right into like terror because he's being chased through the streets and shot at. Then he is like completely in shock. Like he can't emote anymore. He's just everything is happening around him and he's just there. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then he becomes Stockholmed when he like snaps like and he's just so into it. Yeah. And then after he gets Stockholmed and he thinks everything's going to be great and now he's faced with danger again, he becomes uncontrollably hysterical. Like they're standing in front of the firing squad and he just keeps wandering off while like shouting about nonsense and he gets dragged (laughs) back again and wanders off shouting about and gets dragged back again. And And then at the end of the movie, he just is like. He basically is Joe Camel by that yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's just yeah. He's got the canoe and everything. Whoa. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, he's Joe Camel wearing a Marlboro leather jacket because he got all those Marlboro bucks. Sure. Not going to not use them. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like someone gave him to, it's like, you know, Grandma says, I heard you like smoking, so I got you all these Marlboro bucks. It's like, Grandma, I'm Joe Camel, but like, <laughs> that's a pretty sweet leather jacket. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, like, so Alan Arkin ended up winning an Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine, and like, that was a great right, movie. Right. Um, he had been nominated twice in the past, mm-hmm. and one of them was for um, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians oh, Are Coming. right, yeah. Which is a very good movie. I do enjoy but, that like, one. And that's another very quiet role where it's a lot of reacting just because his character is Russian. So he's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. He's, I oh. think he I don't know if he speaks any English in it, maybe very know. little. Huh. OK. And I feel like that role got nominated because it was like, oh, look at this weird comedic performance. And we don't have enough people to nominate this year. Yeah. This movie, I think, is a much better performance. Mm hmm. I think it's a much more interesting performance. And I think, like we were saying, that this movie could be a drama, too. This would work in a drama. Yeah, like, very With much so. very, very little alteration in his performance. He could put this right into a drama. Sure. Yeah. yeah agreed. Makes sense. You know, and Peter Falk is endlessly charming, because he's fucking Peter Falk. Yeah. Like, he's a real goofer. It's, it's real, mm-hmm. real well done. Um, so some behind-the-scenes stuff. The daughter character originally was going to be played by Fran Drescher. Oh, oh no! My heavens! Our favorite, our favorite nanny in the streets, Fran in the sheets. Yeah, but um, <laughs> seventy nine, she would have been like very young back then. Yeah, yeah, I think her. So her first movie was um was Saturday Night Fever, right. which oh. was I think two years earlier. Okay, yeah, yeah. fun. Uh, and I think around this time she did Spinal Tap. So yeah, she was very young. She was in Spinal Tap. <laughs> She plays like a publicist. Oh, okay. Mm. She's in like two scenes, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other stuff. Uh, the this was apparently maybe not his favorite movie. This was one of Marlon Brando's favorite movies. Oh my! A man not known yeah. to like much of anything. That's uh, no interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true. true. Spe- specifically, it was Alan Arkin's performance mm-hmm. that he loved about it. He said that and the script. So years later, when the the guy who wrote this screenplay was getting another movie made, and he was like, I wrote this role for Brando. I know he's not going to take it, but I'm going to try to like take a call with him, like see if my agent can set it up. Yeah. And Brando called him back, and he's like, are you the same guy who wrote The In-Laws? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Whoa. <laughs> what movie was that? Yeah. Uh, the Freshman. Oh. It was with Brando and I think Matthew Broderick. Oh, weird. Yeah, one of those weird '90s Brando movies that are like, oh, he was still acting. He's still yeah, cool, yeah, right? Yeah. You're like, like huh. 
The island of Dr. Moreau. The, uh, yeah, famed yeah. famously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Don Juan DeMarco. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The movie where Johnny Depp got to tell him how much he loves him so much. Mm, gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect storm um, of gross yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly like that's there's there's not a lot of behind the scenes about this. It's in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we've established that the Criterion Collection is could total be fucking horseshit, anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last days. Of I I, my, I would argue that this one ass. deserves to be there, but right. <laughs> uh, there was a remake of this film. Um, yes, whoa. in uh, 2003, uh, mm-hmm. starring um, Michael the Douglas. Same <laughs> Michael Douglas was the uh, was the Peter Falk yeah. character, oh, that's and a big name. Um, Candace Bergen for some huh. reason, and apparently Ryan Reynolds. Like uh, he probably played the son, I assume. Yeah, I guess. Oh, did I they play know. it rom com? Uh, that was his like rom com time. Two thousand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Uh, Alan Arkin. The Alan Arkin role was um, Albert Brooks, mm-hmm. who. Oh. Really is so much better than uh, a remake of a bad remake of the in laws. Yeah, <laughs> all of those he's people. He's fucking are like Albert Brooks. Pretty like, good. Yeah. Wow, that was before the like remake nightmare thing happened. Like, yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, there's uh, apparently there's a there's a story floating around that um, Peter or Alan Arkin or I'm sorry, Peter Falk called Alan Arkin the week after the remake came out. To congratulate him on all of the great, like retrospective reviews he was getting, <laughs> while everyone was shitting all over oh. the performances in the new one, he's like, "Hey, Alan, did you see how much everybody loves your performance?" <laughs> that is now, very good. Thirty years later, that's very funny. <laughs> that's yeah. very good. Oh dear, I like that a lot. Yep. It's one of these. I think it's one of these like forgotten comedies because it wasn't like this enormous movie yeah. yeah it didn't even cost that much money um no it was like a they probably what did they they had to rent an airplane for a day and shoot inside of it sure. yeah it was, it was a nine million budget in 79 which is not mm. cheap it's not nothing it's but not, yeah. yeah not huge yeah. and then box office uh 38 million oh, so good. like it was reasonably successful yeah it made four times its money so like that's very good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had definitely never heard of it at all. Mm-hmm. That's sure. I was expecting something very different. I mean, obviously. Yeah, sure. With the title like uh, that. The copy of it that we had when I was growing up, um, the poster that's on... I don't know if it's the poster on IMDb right now. Okay, yeah, so the poster on IMDb right now is the the copy. That's the cover on the, the one we had mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, and it's uh, the tagline on the top is, The First Certified Crazy Person's Comedy. Mm. Which has always really appealed to me. Like I saw that <laughs> what as a the kid. What does and I'm that like, even mean? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I saw that as a kid when my dad was like, "We're gonna watch the in-laws," and I'm like, "What's that?" And I looked at him like, "Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, I see why you want to watch this. <laughs> this is gonna be formative for me later in like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I may not realize it now, but <laughs> yep. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Lots of great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, I do want to say. The Generalissimo's plan, although poorly carried oh, out, yeah, is a great plan. Yeah, See, I complete... was thinking the opposite when you were saying it. All right, so you get like a few plates, and then you got to print all the money to like flood the markets for several different countries. It just seems so arduous. 
Well, that's the know. thing. That's like the execution was terrible. Yeah. But like, how do you... the whole idea of his his whole plan, and also like this is one of those Black Panther moments about like maybe the villain was right. His oh. whole plan was he wanted to erase the debt of the third world. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That was that was the goal was to basically destabilize the West so that mm-hmm. uh, like everything. his countries would no longer be completely indebted to the capitalists. Yeah. Which, you know. Fair. Yeah. I, I can fuck with that. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> that seems pertinent today as well. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. uh, toward the end, when, when Peter Falk tells Ed Bagley Jr. that this was like his last, this is his last operation, he's done, he's out. Mm. Um, he He's like, well, why? And he goes, I almost just died for the international monetary system. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's a direct quote yeah. from the movie. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they also the orchestra that they hire for the wedding is conducted by um, Carmen Dragon, Mm -hmm. who was apparently a famous conductor in the he was seventies. Hell of it. And uh, if you've ever seen This Island Earth, uh, he looks just like the head alien character Exeter. (laughs) Like he just looks like that. So I can't picture that, but head really orange tan, gigantic forehead, and crazy white hair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very fun. Mm Hmm. Um, all right. Should we get to ratings? Yeah, yeah might as well. So the uh, the IMDb on this fella is a 7.3. Ooh, my. Okay. With uh, 6,906 votes. Ooh. Oh, so. That's actually not a lot, but that is very high. Yeah, it's quite high. Yeah. So, uh, Lee, you want to go first? Sure. Um, Zach. Mm-hmm. So your movie, I really enjoyed the direction you took it in. Excellent. Um, I did not. I don't know. I think I'm just so like tunnel visioned on what the actual movie is that I didn't even think about other things that in laws could be and like <laughs> sure. yeah. other ways you could play around with that. I got to tell you, I probably would have given like a nine and a half to your uh, lawyers. Uh, uh, yeah, lawyers, lawyers guns, guns and money with fine. Richard Branson, yeah. and uh, which I know was my edition, but. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's exactly what I was imagining. Yeah, Peter Falk playing <laughs> yeah. Richard Branson. And... Yeah, and 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 uh, 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 Rachel McAdams playing uh, <laughs> playing fucking uh, uh, the guy who owns Fox. That's Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. Oh, Murdoch. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch, because they're playing the same same character uh-huh, type. Yeah. No, um, Lindsay Lohan's uh, in the mix. It's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but as it stands, Tim Meadows. Uh, the, the... What is Tim Meadows doing here? <laughs> hey, I never ask that. I always just buckle in and say, "Okay, thank let's, God, let's go. God yeah, Tim Meadows, it's Tim just... fucking Meadows." Yeah. Um, uh... the movie you made though, I really liked. Like, I thought that was that was like a really uh, interesting twist on on like it's an interesting twist on like the someone wakes up from a coma and rebuilds their mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the best old man crime movie plot that I've seen come out of the last fucking decade yeah. and a half. There's a like, lot of data points there, as we discussed. Yeah, there sure is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns out, like, motherfuck. Also, you have a built-in audience, because I gotta tell you, the mm-hmm. only movies that my mom goes out of her way to watch yep. are these old man crime movies for some reason. <laughs> like, that these are actors weird. that I don't remember her liking when they weren't old men, yeah. but for, mm-hmm. yeah, she loves watching some old men do uh, do righteous crimes. Yeah, um, I mean, who doesn't, really, but... Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of them. I also now I'm thinking I don't know why, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they're there. They're out there. You they, know? they exist. What else are you gonna watch with your mom? Like, come on. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, so I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a strong, a strong eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. Great. I think you could go a lot of directions with that. Also, and I didn't bring this up earlier. 
you know that me and Linda Cardellini go way back. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> in the in the in the boyhood crush department. Oh, yeah. So she is lovely yeah. in every way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's you know being in Green Book notwithstanding, but oh yeah, she, I, you know I think I've working actress got to work. Yeah, I, I think it was. I mean, Freaks and Geeks was like my first Cardellini, and she's very subtle in that against a bunch of other like lunatic actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, and she's always kind of done that. Yeah, she's really good. She's because she's a good actress. Yeah, turns like, out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, I know her from ER. So uh, oh, shit. a show oh, I would watch show every day before uh, school. Oh man, yeah, she was she was in the the Stamos years. She was. Oh. She was. She was. She was late seasons ER. Um, she was like head nurse, right? Yeah. Eventually, uh, you know, we had already we had already lost the Clooney, and we had already lost Eric Lasalle, and uh, Anthony Edwards was gone. Anthony Edwards and, had gone, yeah, and, and, and Margulies had been gone for a yeah, long and they time. They played that yeah. super sad uh, uh, Israel Kamakamakuiole song as mm. Anthony Edwards died of cancer. Oh, oh right, oh. in like Hawaii or something. Yeah. Whoa. After he yeah. got married to, uh, God, what's her was name? it Margulies? No, he didn't get married. No, it was. Um, I, I remember her. I remember her name. It was Doctor Corday. Um, mm. uh, no, she was. She was like the doctor's wife and Doctor Who, like his future wife. Oh, 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 shit! Yeah. Uh, oh, she has River the, Song. The curly yeah. Hair. Yeah, Alex Kingston. Alex, Alex Kingston. Alex, yeah, wow. she was. Good I boy. always forget that she was on ER. Yeah, yeah, she was for a while. Yeah. You know who else was on ER? Goran Vishnik. Oh, Goran Vishnik, my boy, <laughs> my <laughs> my Croatian Croatian boy. <laughs> that beautiful Croat son of a bitch. Oh man, um, he's so pretty. <laughs> he was he was truly beautiful. This is man. ER like, chat. <laughs> Tune yeah, in next time. Yeah. So Seth, you watch this before school. That's a weird way to start the day. Yeah. I was watching like Beast Wars, and here you are uh, <laughs> getting into your fucking soap opera medical drama. <laughs> like, Noah right, Noah Wiley, school. famous for uh, you oh, know yeah, Noah Wiley. We didn't mention uh, yeah. him. Yeah, he he shows up later as the librarian, and also had like a real bad pill addiction during the show. Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't know that. No, in, in the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was the librarian in the search for the Judas chalice or whatever. <laughs> yep. I like that they made a series out of the librarians and didn't have him. Yeah. They didn't invite him back, even though he was the main oh. character in all the movies. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking... Oh. Mm-hmm. No, the TV show? He was in that, I thought. Oh, was he? Oh, he was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, like, the main guy. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, I thought it was about Bob Newhart and Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, I just assume oh. it's about Bob Newhart. <laughs> I downloaded and watched like one of them, and it wasn't totally gripping. But I thought he was mm. in there. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, like, anyway, if, I I just assume any TV show with Bob Newhart is about Bob Newhart, <laughs> since he's had so many TV shows named after him. That's that is true. true. He really has. <laughs> um, right. So, did you do the your rest of your ratings? Yeah. No, no, nope, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do that yet. Uh, I was still talking about ER. Like, we can get back to it. Remember when they did the, the live episode and yeah. the first shot of the episode is Clooney looking at the camera going, now? Yeah. Oh, really? And some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody off camera, go, you could see the camera do a little tip because like they were doing it on handhelds. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and starts acting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were like, I think they tried to play it off like it was like a like a reality show sort of episode. Um, mm, okay. but but still i think that was really just Clooney fucking it up yeah yeah Clearly. he missed his he missed his cue yeah that's really yep. fun mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so uh og yep. unsurprisingly one of something that holds a very very dear place in my mm-hmm. heart and i'm i am Certainly. gonna rate it higher than yours zach mm-hmm. um 
I, I, I highly recommend. No, I highly recommend watching this to both you and anyone. Yeah, it's pretty uh, fun. It's short. It's it's hilarious. Love that. Love that. The part the parts that like should have been really offensive, the Richard Libertini parts, mm-hmm. are played for different comedic mm-hmm. effect, not just like oh crazy Hispanic guy. Yeah, no. right. Yeah, because it's not really playing off of that. It's playing off that he's just a crazy person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna give this a nine. Ooh, this ooh. is this is up there. Ooh. This may All be right. this is not my dad's favorite movie, but it's definitely in his mm-hmm. top five. And I gotta say, like I forgot how much I love this movie. <laughs> um, sure, sure. It is so good. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Seth, what you got? Um. Yeah, everything that Lee said about the OG is is true. Like it's a very fun movie. Um uh it's definitely worth a watch. And so I think I think a seven three is probably a good uh it's probably a good estimate, just like the IMDB. I'll just go right okay. over with that. Um sure enough, sure enough. as for yours, Zach, um you know, I do like old men crime movies. Mm. Are you Lee's mom? Hang on. I was about to say that because ah, I sorry. am, in fact, Lee's mom. Oh, rips Interesting. off the Yeah. Uh, there's some looper shit going on, so like, don't uh, worry about it, son. Like, it's huh. fine. Do you have to go and kill Lee's actual mom in real life for some shit? That seems I don't, weird. No, I don't even know. I don't even know. There's some. Yeah, there's I some, didn't actually see looper. There's so. probably some genetic stuff where, like, in future Gattaca, where I'm, <laughs> I'm everyone. Uh, oh, I'm the first rejected Seth offspring. <laughs> That's what it is. Not close enough. Murder. <laughs> yeah, we do have some similar features, but we're not it's like true. it's not all that. It's not a true. Yeah. Um, for instance, you got better hair, and I got more beard. <laughs> Like that's that's the trade-off. Um, With our powers combined, we could be extra hairy. <laughs> it, oh man, we would be just one regular Robin Williams if we had a kid. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh man, I can't wait for our love child. Time to go uh, back yeah. to the bank. Very weird. We're gonna need some um, money to have a kid. Um, yeah, back to Beast Wars. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, is that the movie we're gonna remake? Inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be me, and I'm gonna be a cyborg. Because remember, my uh, brain is gonna be a computer soon. Yes, so yes, like, yes, yes. yeah, we're basically Beast Wars. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Zach, I enjoy your old man crime movie because I. Enjoy- oh, Mackay Pfeiffer was also on ER for a while. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So is Shane Black, I think. Yes, he was Shane West. Shane West. Shane West, not Shane Black. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Shane Black is the screenwriter director. Yeah. That's why I always got it mixed up. Shane West is the guy who was in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen playing Tom Sawyer. Yeah, he sure was. Uh, is it's he uh, John Tucker you. Must Die guy? Maybe. Mm. He's like a hunky guy in the early 2000s. Yeah, he was also in uh, episode five of our show, Get Over It. Yeah. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 same guy. That's Love what him. I knew him from. Um. Anyway, let me get to this rating. Yes. Uh, yeah, Never. Zach, I was going to give you like a... Uh, like a like a six ish, but then mm. Linda Cardellini and hey. you got that fucking ER strand in there, which is all <laughs> I care about. So that bumps you up a whole point. All right, a whole sevo. <laughs> yep. Cool. Perfect. Because of because of Linda Cardellini. So good thanks, choice. Thanks, Linda. Pulling in the clutch again. <laughs> Always nothing. Everything you can never take a look at one of her vehicles and say that she didn't elevate it in some way. That's true. I, yeah. Uh, she was in Bloodlines, and she was really good in that. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, is that the one with uh, director Krennic from Rogue One? Oh, I don't know. Coach from Friday Night Lights is in there. 
And um, oh, you mean that guy from early edition? Uh, yep. Sissy SpaceX in there. Kyle Chandler. Yeah. Kyle. yeah. All, all I care about is early edition, which is a great. Oh, you show. mean the guy? The it is. You mean the bait and switch hero from Peter Jackson's King Kong? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sure enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in that movie, did he get like uh, the Chicago Tribune a day early, and then a cat was always with him? That's how he knew that they were gonna find a giant ape oh, on an island yeah. with dinosaurs. Makes yeah, sense. that's why he had to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah a good that. show. It's not. It's no Due South, which was a much better show. But <laughs> what do we? Where do we come on? The, where are we? Where are we gonna rank the Pretender in this? In oh this... fuck, the Pretender with Jared. Oh man, I love that show. I also watched that before school. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Oh, imagine imagine if you'd grown up today your only option would have been 40 episodes of supernatural a day on tnt oh, god supernatural is the today version of that oh, shit, oh, yeah man. i couldn't have watched charmed i couldn't have watched dr oh, couldn't yeah, have watched charmed. the pretender no there's a new charmed <laughs> now yes uh, that seems to be everyone's opinion yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, well let's 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 round up this loosey goosey uh, yeah. pile of pile yeah. of fourth meal and <laughs> share it up. Wow! Um, all right, next week we got a pretty big one. Uh, we're having uh, the inventor of the sandverse. Maybe he'll finally free us from our sandverse bound. <laughs> oh yeah, I, is this is this is friend of the show Jer like our our agent of, of our catalyst yeah. for yeah, like uh-huh. every every format change? I believe yeah. so, it very yes. well might be. Um, yeah, uh, he's doing a big one. Jer, again, has many blind spots when it comes to movies, so he's doing The Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. One of his blind spots is spotting laser discs that we hide in his house. Mm, it sure is. <laughs> boy, it makes his wife real happy. Other friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> My real-life best friend. Yep. Who I think I'm eroding our relationship with one laser disc at a time. Oh, but... It does make her like genuinely furious. Not like goof sure. furious, like actually mad. Yeah. yeah it's fun. We, we have fun. We have, we have fun friend relationships <laughs> yeah torture yeah it's not adversarial at nah. all um but yeah so that'll be good next week yep should be mm-hmm. yeah. serpentine <laughs> bird bird turtle indeed sir <laughs> and a bird bird turtle to you too <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's our <laughs> that's our secret handshake 